Hello and welcome to The Littlest Podcast, a podcast where myself and Stefan watch every episode of The Littlest Hobo and try not to go crazy. <laughs> How you doing, Stefan? <laughs> Going a little crazy. <laughs> getting a little nuts? Yeah. Well, we're getting, we're almost 18 episodes into season one, sure. so that's about peak crazy time. Yeah, that's so. right. Eventually, we'll just our spirits will be broken. <laughs> right, this podcast is just going to turn into some sort of strange tangent That's slash right. gibberish. Yeah, <laughs> then they'll find a- out we're ultimately just been like a alt right <laughs> political podcast this whole time. <laughs> I was going to say there's going to be a podcast about this podcast detailing our descent into That's madness, right. like serial style. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I can see it. It'll yeah. be good. It'll yeah. be good. <laughs> anyway, until we get there. <laughs> yeah. In the meantime, uh, so you're how you doing? I already I'm asked you that. Good, you're good. Good. Um, so we're gonna talk today about the Littlest Hobo, season one, episode eighteen. Diamonds are a dog's best friend. And if you don't edit in the song, diamonds are a girl's best friend. <laughs> I don't think we can afford it. <laughs> Just. Two seconds. Two seconds? I think there's like a... a I'll count them. <laughs> One second, two second. That's it. That's all you get. Okay. And I'm not even going to pick a part where you can identify where it is. <laughs> Just... It's going to be the bridge. <laughs> I love it. Okay. <laughs> so this episode aired uh, March 13th, 1980. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to read the synopsis that if you listened to last week, <laughs> yeah. we did a really good dissection of. And thanks for listening last week. <laughs> I really appreciate it. It was really nice it. of you. Yeah. I appreciate that, Steve. <laughs> Hi, Steve. <laughs> I don't know who Steve is. I'm just hoping we have one Steve. Right. And Your name like, is Steve. We're freaking him out in traffic. Like he's sitting in his car, <laughs> probably on the 401. Right. And he's like, Jesus Christ, stop doing that. Steve, watch out. Oh. <laughs> if your name is Steve, yeah. we're on Twitter at Littlest Podcast. <laughs> That's right. Let me know. <laughs> I guess we haven't talked about that. We're on social medias. Yeah, you know, you can find us. Instagram and stuff. Uh, okay. So this synopsis. <laughs> okay. I got to prepare myself okay. for this. A magician is accused of making an heirloom disappear. Ryan McCallum (laughs) appears again, accused of making another thing appear when it was not wanted. Luckily, Hobo is able to hide his shame. Okay, so the first sentence is the episode. Yep. Nothing else afterwards. Nothing else is, no. No. I was going to say, I pulled up the IMDb synopsis to see what it said. Yes. Much more accurate. Okay. A diamond thief uses an innocent magician as a fall guy and his act as a front for a major operation. I mean, it's not a major operation, but like... It's big enough. It's over a million dollars. That's true. That synopsis... Which is $25 million now. (laughs) It is in my world. (laughs) I don't know how money works. (laughs) <laughs> but that that is a, a very acute synopsis. Yes. Like that's good. That's good. It's yeah. well written. Yes. So you can t- take your pick, whichever one you prefer. Right. <laughs> I prefer the first one. Okay. Yeah. There's a lot of questions. Big All Ryan McCallum fan. I'm a McCallum head. <laughs> I am curious to know. We talked about the last episode, and I didn't realize I had written this note until I was just looking at my notes. Now, this episode was written by the same guy who wrote Second Chance. The other episode that has the Ryan McCallum thing in the Wikipedia edit. Is he our Wikipedia I was editor? Say, is he, is he is some sort Canada of, Olympic, what did I say it was? So 989 or something? Wallace Bennett, who wrote this episode and Second Chance. Is that you? Are you doing well, this? I'm and why? My notes. Wall- <laughs> what did you say? Wallace Bennett? Wallace Bennett. Wallace Bennett, are you Canada Olympic 989? <laughs> wow, I had it. <laughs> Nicely done. <laughs> We're on to you, Wallace. 
I just want to know why. Who is Ryan McCallum? Right. <laughs> We're going to do a podcast about that. That's right. <laughs> it's just us going through like people through history. Yeah. It's like that. family heritage trying to find <laughs> yeah. the right Ryan McCallum. Is this him? Is, is this, this you? Him? <laughs> so we're gonna start the episode <laughs> yes hobo's on a beach just chilling he's yeah. walking along he's got a margarita he, he's having a lovely time it's beautiful although it's canadian beach so yeah uh, yeah. yeah you only get to enjoy it for three weeks out <laughs> right. of the year that's, that's all uh when we see a truck that says dog catcher on the side is that a thing i was gonna say i have it in my notes do you remember when dog catcher was a job well I did some searching. Okay. Because <laughs> I was curious. Like, I know they existed. Yes. So, uh, it was an unofficial job for centuries. They were kind of hired to, like, go around and, like, shoot the animals and get rid of them. Right. Uh, but it was in the 19th century that they became, like, a job. They were called animal control. Right. Okay. That so, makes sense. We do have a humane society right? here. Mm-hmm. But you wouldn't call them dog catchers. Exactly. That's my thing. It's like, you wouldn't have a van that said dog catcher with a phone number on it <laughs> right it'd be animal control but no these guys only do dogs yes it's their specialty yeah and only their dogs. phone number to call in case you want to is 555-2331 which is a fake phone number of course <laughs> so uh, a lot of films this fun little behind the scenes a lot of films have fake phone numbers and they almost always start with 555 so you receive a phone number it's 555 <laughs> it's not real it's fake it's all my ladies out there <laughs> yeah whenever someone right. asks you for your phone number Give them the dog catcher number. Five, five, five. (laughs) All right. Uh, So then we get this like Pink Panther style music as the dog catchers start chasing the hobo because they see he has no tags. And it's cool. It's new music, right? I know, right? I was like, I haven't heard this this before. And it is very like Pink Panther. Because we hear the same music a lot. They release so constantly. The same six tracks over (laughs) and over. So it's really cool to like... You really notice. 17, 18 (laughs) episodes in to finally break out a new track. (laughs) What is this? Uh, And Hobo, being clever, he sees a woman with a baby carriage. So he just like goes over knowing that she'll instantly start petting the strange dog. Yes. So the dog catchers are like, oh, he belongs to the woman. And they yell at her like, get some tags for your dog. And she sells them out immediately. Oh, yeah. (laughs) She's like, it's not my dog. Yeah. <laughs> and so, of course, the dog catchers are like, ah and they start chasing the hobo. Yeah. <laughs> All of a sudden, they're on a busy main street. Yeah, connected right to the beach, I guess. Yeah, it's a very strange yeah. town. Um, I just want to say these dog catchers, these actors are having a blast. Oh, they're loving They're having they so much fun. This is like up. Abbott and Costello, Three Stooges style, like slapstick, yeah. where they're falling over each other. And yeah. Like, get- you get out of the way. No, you get out of the way. <laughs> like, they're just... Yeah, you know, I'm expecting like, a, yeah, like a Three Stooges, like a whoop, 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 whoop. like I'm expecting some kind of noise to show up. <laughs> yes, they're having a blast, and it's I love stuff like that. I was gonna say they were fun to watch. Yeah, I enjoyed watching them. Yeah, uh, and they show up throughout this episode. Uh, so they run past a theater that's showing um, some stuff, including a magic show. It's the Fox Theater. It is the Fox which theater. is in Toronto I was on say, Yonge that's Street. Like, one of the main theaters in Toronto. And do you know how I know it's in Canada, Katie? How do you know? Because the theater is spelled with an R. I, oh, no. How did I you miss that? fell right into it. I know. <laughs> I didn't even think to look. <laughs> Anyways, Boo. go back Boo. two episodes, I guess, for the... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we should really self-contain these episodes. No, They're so interconnected now. It's just like a web. <laughs> a web of deceit. <laughs> so... Uh, we're at the theater. There's a magician inside who's like doing his act to like 
than 20 people? 14. Okay. I counted. Okay. <laughs> you put more effort into it than I did. <laughs> Paused and counted. <laughs> and he's doing like an act where he's like pulling the handkerchiefs out of his sleeve or something. Well, he's, he's doing like, a lot of disappearing acts. He's like, ah, ha, 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 <laughs> Like doing the weirdest laugh. <laughs> like aha slash laugh I don't, it's very He's, strange he is a magician that would perform well for like 500 people yes. because his jokes are those kind of jokes where like they're gonna get like the older people in the crowd and like mm-hmm. he's diversifying his jokes and stuff for a large crowd but he only has 14 people so he's not no. really entertaining anyone really and truly um i do want to point out though that he does say some magic words do you recognize the magic words he says i wrote down the magic words that he says later i didn't okay. write these ones down well which ones do you have i have later when he puts hobo in the trunk okay it says necromicon oh i have the first ones he <laughs> says which are klatu varada niktu isn't do you that, recognize i was gonna say isn't that from that science fiction book slash movie I think it's from The Day the Earth Stood yeah, Still. Yeah, they did a remake with Keanu Reeves. Yes. <laughs> but it's also, this is later, because this came out in 80. Yeah. There's a movie that came out, ah, uh, boy, I can't think of the year, 90, 90 maybe, 91, called Army of Darkness. Oh, with yeah. With Bruce Campbell, <laughs> oh where God. this phrase is really, really important, because he has to go to a graveyard uh-huh. to get the Necronomicon, which is the book. The yeah. evil book of the dead. Mm-hmm. And he has to say it, but he can't remember the words. That's right. So oh he goes. He goes like, Klaatu, Brada, <laughs> Nectai, <laughs> Noodle. And then eventually I think he just like coughs out the words. He's <laughs> <Yeah>. like, Nectai, Nectar, Nickel. Noodle. It's an N word. It's definitely an N word. Klaatu, Brada. <laughs> got it kid <laughs> yeah it's so good oh i don't know how i missed that and like as soon as i heard it i was like whoa <laughs> amazing but that's cool because i not only did i learn something about yeah. the littlest hobo i yeah. learned something about army of darkness right? so that's that's a neat fun fact like i'm you're... pretty happy i actually it made me kind of kind of happy to, <laughs> to find this episode's that. doing well already yeah i know good start good start <laughs> all right Ah, okay. Following that, um, we get two men who are sitting in the back row of this theater discussing a diamond theft. Yes. So they're setting that all up. Uh, we cut back to Hobo, who's like continuing to evade the dog catchers. Uh, a woman opens up the stage door, and Hobo like darts right in, uh, and immediately just like is on stage. Like, yeah, well, <laughs> I don't yeah. know where this door is, but he's like on stage. It's a small theater. It is. And he immediately just goes center stage. He's like, the spotlight is mine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the dog catchers follow him. They do. They go into private property, like yeah. the back door of the theater, without even hesitating. They push past that poor Yeah, woman. they push her out of the way. <laughs> yeah, they're like, we have a dog to catch out of my way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and yeah, they end up on the stage too. Magician, he's such a professional, just rolls with it. Yeah. He like sees the dog catchers. He figures out what's going on. He's like, I'm going to help you, buddy. He says, don't tell me my axe going to the <laughs> dogs. dogs. Yeah, he does make some lame jokes. <laughs> <sighs> Can't resist a pun, I guess. This is why you have 14 people, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so he, yeah, he sees Hobo. He sees the dog catchers. He knows what's going on, so he's going to help him out. So he brings Hobo into his act. They're going to do the mysterious trunk of Calcutta illusion. Yep. Ooh, 
And the dog catcher, he asks the dog catcher to help him. Yeah. And the dog catcher's into it. He's like got that cheesy grin on his face. He comes up on stage like, who me? Well, one of them is. Oh, yeah, the other one. The is other smart. guy tells him not to mess with them because they're <laughs> city employees. <laughs> Don't get smart with me, buddy. We're city employees. Ooh. Ooh look out. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Got so much power. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I've seen Parks and Rec. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, so he brings them up on stage. The one is totally into it. The other one is not having it. They check out the box. It's empty. la di da da He puts Hobo in the box. Crushes his head a little. I was going to say, Hobo clearly does not want to go in that box. No. When they're shutting it, the dog is trying to get his head out of yeah. it. He's like, no, <laughs> don't lock me in here. <laughs> it's like, oh, no. <laughs> uh, so bad <laughs> uh so the magician says some stuff in french yeah he does this french english mix which i really don't like i think no. at one point he goes bon bon. he does okay he says open the lid in french and then he says thank you in french and then he says parlez français which is speak, <laughs> speak french. french and then he says bon bon which could either be bon bon good yeah, good 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 or bon bon candy, candy. yeah that's what i thought <laughs> it's like Okay, why is he saying candy? Uh, anyway, uh, they lock Hobo in the box. He says his magic words, which is, necro- I'm going to say it wrong. Necrono? I didn't write it down. I was so taken with Necronom- the Clatu Burrato. <laughs> Necronomicon. Necronomicon, which is yes, pretty close book. to the Necronomicon. Yeah, it is. Okay, I think it's that. Because it's the book that uh, Evil Lovecraft. Book of the Dead. Right. Lovecraft, Lovecraft wrote about it. Yes. yes. It's all that, like, Shows up in Army Cthulhu. of Darkness. Yes, it's very popular. The writer of this episode is probably a big Lovecraft fan. Yeah. Uh, and then he quotes some Hamlet. Yeah, he does the more things in dreamt heaven, of. Heaven and Earth heaven ratio Earth, than. Your philosophy. Yeah. Yes. Uh, cool. Uh, opens. Hobo's gone. Ooh, <gasps> oh no. The dog catcher's like, what happened? He was there a minute ago. Yeah. They don't know how magic works. <laughs> does anyone know how magic works? <laughs> it's fair. Uh, he closes it back up. There's some scratching. He opens it back up and he pulls out a bunny. Yeah. Named Gwendolyn. Gwendolyn the <laughs> yeah. rabbit. Uh, Gwendolyn the rabbit. I like that they they hear the scratching and they're like, he's still, still in, in there. there. <laughs> and I wanted someone to yell from the crowd, what's in the box? <laughs> oh, what's in the box? <laughs> what's in the what's box? What's in the box? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be amazing. He <laughs> just pulled out Gwyneth Valtrow's head. I think we we need to uh, we need to do fan edits of scenes. <laughs> Littlest hobo, but it's other movies. Yeah, that'd be amazing. We could do uh, Grandpa Howard drinking the milk on the couch, like No, no Country. Country. We could do What's in the Box. We've got Baby Driver from that other yeah, episode. That's right. We could. Uh, we, we could, could totally. <laughs> It's a good idea. I'm going to actually do that. I'm not going to lie. Uh, I think it's a great gonna idea. I'm going to get like eight views on YouTube, but I'll feel good about It'll it. It'll be worth it. It would be. <laughs> Amazing. Okay. <laughs> back on track. Uh, right. Where are we? Oh, yeah. Hobo's back. Uh, he gets called Mr. Magic by the magician. Yeah, that's his name. Uh, the dog catchers have left. Like, the show's over. Yeah. Um, so the diamond thief shows up as Elmer, who's the magician, and Hobo are like, Walking down the streets. Yeah, this is a real slummy part of town too. Yeah, like it's, it's not really a run down. Good neighborhood. No. No. I don't know Toronto that well, but I assume it's <laughs> it's the not good part of Toronto yeah. in the eighties. Yeah. It's yeah. But I guess being a magician probably doesn't pay well, so No, it doesn't doesn't seem to. <laughs> no. Um, um 
Yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, so the diamond thief has been waiting for him mm. to talk to him. Do you know the diamond thief's name? I do. What is his name? Demarest. What's his first name? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got a 50-50 chance. What sounds? Is it Charlie? It's Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why? <laughs> the last episode I did had a Sam. Yeah, now we have a Charlie. Now we have a Charlie. Everything in perfect balance, as it should be. Maybe. <laughs> Just literally wanted to chuck my computer. Like, is no one, no one paying attention who's making the show? <laughs> <sighs> yep. Okay. There's nothing to be said about it anymore. No, just, there's not. It's eventually, just, it's we're just going to bring it up and get it on. It's like, <laughs> as as we'll, We will find like two or three episodes in a row where there are no Charlies or Sams, and then we'll get worried. Right. We'll be like, oh, damn. <laughs> but yeah, so his name is <laughs> Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> and it turns out he used to own a club in Milwaukee where wow. this magician used to perform. It's like, what is your life story? Club owner to diamond thief in Toronto. Yeah. What happened there? Something bad. Definitely something bad. He probably owes people a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So he invites the magician to perform at some charity auction event that he's like helping arrange. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the magician is like, yeah, I could use the work. So, of yeah. course, asks what routine he would like him to do. Uh, and Charlie is like, oh, do that pickpocket routine you used to do. It'd be really funny if you did that to this million-dollar diamond. Yeah. <laughs> yeah well, I mean. He wants two acts. He wants the pickpocket one mm-hmm. done to people in the crowd. Yeah. And then he wants a disappearing act done with On the diamond diamonds. itself. Yeah. So, which is very clever. I'm going to say <laughs> out of all of the villains we've had, uh, he- Demarest is probably the smartest. Yeah, I was going to say, his plan is actually like, pretty good it is and you know there's only one point in the episode where he's dumb Mm -hmm. but every other every other time he's actually kind of brilliant he has a perfect setup he has a perfect getaway he's fall guy yeah he's ready to go he even has we'll find later an exit plan like he's he's leaving (laughs) after this this is done for brazil like he's set to go he's thought this through yeah yeah uh yeah so i can't fault him this is a good plan uh, even though this poor magician's going to be set up to take the fall. Mm-hmm. Uh, he agrees to be Charlie. Uh, Charlie agrees to be his assistant because uh, they need somebody to like disappear the diamond. Yes. Um, and he's seen this act a hundred times at his club. He knows how it's done. How many how often does magician play at his club? How long did he have the club for? <laughs> right. <laughs> like, okay. Hundred hundred days. And then they fired him. <laughs> right. Can't like, you can't do the anymore. same act every night, man. <laughs> right. No one's For God's coming. sakes, bring in a DJ. <laughs> anything, anything. Comedian, something. Puppets. Right. We'll take it. We'll take it. <laughs> uh so then we cut to this like tracking shot following a couple from behind as they like walk into this <laughs> supposedly swanky party it looks so oh, cheap the guy <laughs> that shows up right off the bat he's got a party suit and he's got party hair <laughs> oh yeah he's ready to go he has got the biggest floofiest mustache and the biggest floofiest hair and he's wearing a suit that's like a peach yellow oh yeah it is gorgeous. It's, we'll post a photo because really, I want that suit. I'll <laughs> <laughs> we'll give you a little peek behind the curtain. I'm getting married yeah. in a year. I want that suit. <laughs> How do you think your uh, fiance is going to feel about that? But you know what? She'll already be out. You know, she, she'll <laughs> she'll already be in the building. 
<laughs> All ready to go. She won't have a choice. <laughs> right. You'll have like swapped the seats. My best man is 6'5 and 280. I'll just stand behind him. <laughs> yeah. To the very last second. And then I'll step out and be like, hey, baby. <laughs> welcome back to 1980. <laughs> You're the diamond and I'm here for the auction. Also, those are my vows. Can we get this going? And when she walks away, we'll all be like, good choice. <laughs> oh, no. I'm sorry. <laughs> you two are lovely. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's a sick suit. It's, it's yeah. a sick hair. Mm-hmm. Hairs. It's sick hair. It's sick hair. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, ooh, it's something else. Sorry uh, to derail, but uh, man, yeah, yeah. that dude is suave. He And he grabs his like drink off the tray because yeah. we're still following and him. His date is like this. three inches taller than him. Oh, yeah. He and that's how you know he's, he's a ladies' man. I was going to say, he's confident. He does yeah. not care. He's, he's like, wear those heels. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's fine. What do I care? <laughs> right. Uh, so they're in this building that has like 20 people in there. I counted. How many people? 30. Ah. <laughs> Woohoo. <laughs> so, I've never this... been to a diamond auction. No? Really? I, no. Um, I feel like they attract more than 30 people to the basement. Yeah, yeah. I saw that one at Batman and Robin, though. There was a lot of people at that one. <laughs> so many people. So, yeah, they're in some strange room. Um, also, who hires the magician to perform at a diamond auction? It's real weird. So strange. So convoluted. It's a charity show. That's all I can think of. Like, yeah. Well, because are they auctioning the money off, the diamond off to raise money for charity? Well, he says charity later. Yeah. So, so I'm assuming, based on that, like, it's a charity show. Yeah. But yeah, you don't need a magician no. for this. And you don't let him perform right next to the million-dollar Star of Madrid diamond. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a head-scratcher for sure. Yeah. Uh, so uh, he's... Elmer, the magician, shows up. He's introduced to the woman whose diamond it is, uh, the head of security, and some other guy, the commissioner. The commissioner. Police commissioner. Police police chief. And he, like, shakes their hands, and he does some stuff, and find out later on he's pickpocketing them for his act. Uh, He goes backstage. He lets in Hobo and uh, Charlie Mm -hmm. to be his assistants, but nobody's seen them enter. Yep. Keep them hidden. Uh, So he gets up, and he's going to start doing his act. Yep. Hobo and him have been practicing. Yes, says, like, three, three whole days. days. Three whole <laughs> yeah. days of practicing. Right. Uh, and Hobo's total natural. He's just like up on stage like, yeah, I got this. Uh, and so Elmer the magician decides to bring the head of security up to help him with his act. Yes. And the head of security is like, uh, no. No, 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 no. <laughs> that is yeah. not why I'm here, uh, as he shouldn't. Like, he should <laughs> definitely not be participating in this magician's act, but he does. Uh, they're doing the lockbox trick again. Uh, but slightly different. So Hobo is in the box. Yes. Magician stands on the box. A curtain gets pulled across. Yeah. He yells, Shazam. Shazam. <laughs> As there's like a little magician explosion. It's a pretty good explosion, too. <laughs> yeah. It's like, boom. <laughs> and then the curtain drops, and Hobo's on top of the box. And obviously, Elmer is in the box. Yeah. Hobo's got the key in his mouth. Yeah. Chief of security, security chief, whoever yeah. he is, takes the key, opens the box. Magician's in the box. Yeah. Hobo goes backstage. Yeah, good trick. Okay, cool. Um, he's, again, he's performing right next to the diamonds. Now he's going. He's showing off that he's stolen the commissioner's watch. He asks yes. him like for the time, and the commissioner's like, "Bah, oh, no. that's my watch." Uh, and then he mentions the birthday of the security guy. Yes. Uh, and then pulls out his wallet. Stole his wallet. He stole his wallet. So he looked at him. Gives him the wallet. <laughs> gives him the watch. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then he grabs the diamond. 
Yes. Holds it up against yep. the black curtains. Yep. It disappears. Everyone's like, oh my God, ah. And then, da da, reappears. Yes. And we see how the trick is done, <laughs> yeah. which I actually thought was pretty cool. Me too. I've never seen this trick before, but it's such a natural thing. So yeah. Charlie in the back has a black glove on, and as mm-hmm. Elmer moves the diamond past him, he reaches out of the curtain, grabs the diamond, and tucks it back in mm-hmm. so it's gone. And if you weren't looking very closely, you would never see that. It's really clever and uh, yeah, such a cool thing to see. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah, I thought it was neat. I definitely would agree. I was like, oh, that's a cool trick. Uh, and then he just hands the diamond back over and it yep. reappears. Ta-da. Uh, so now they're going to start the auction. And Elmer gets the privilege of announcing the start of the auction. Yeah. Again, he's not the MC. Well, he, he calls up the lady. The, the Dowager Duchess of... I don't, I don't know. know what he said. I call her Snooty McSnoot Snoot. She's very nose in the air, like... Nah, nah, nah. And she's got that voice, too, right? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> well, the diamond is... And you're like, oh. Just oh, shut God. up, lady. The star of Madrid is a 52-carat pure blue-white stone of triple-A quality. Uh, so she talks about this diamond, it's 52 carat, pure blue white stone of AAA quality. Now she's looking at it, and holding it. Sounds like it. a steak. I know, right? Like, yeah, give me a steak over a diamond any oh, day. Oh, please. Please. But wait, diamonds can be exchanged for goods and services. <laughs> All right. Explain. <laughs> so yes, the Dowager Duchess is like talking about the diamond, looking at it, and she realizes, oh my God, it's a fake. It's a fake diamond. I don't know how she realized so quickly, but I guess if you around diamonds all the if time if you're rich and you only handle expensive things yeah you know uh so everyone goes nuts right like the diamond has been stolen, stolen. yeah uh we get a shot of charlie driving away and hobo hiding in his car yeah <laughs> hobo knew what was going down sitting in the back seat didn't stop him when he was doing it he could have bit him on the calf right but no he's gonna hide in the car yeah <laughs> and follow him uh so Elmer is being talked to by the head of the commissioner of the cops, all uh, that stuff. They don't believe him that he had an assistant, that he wasn't in on it. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I understand he is chief suspect, and only yes. two people handled the diamonds, right? Duchess Snooty McSnoot Snoot yep. and the magician. How is Snooty McSnoot Snoot above right? reproach? Like, you should probably pull her in too if you're doing your job. There's only two people handled the diamonds. <laughs> you have them both. Bring them both in. Right? And, like, insurance fraud among the rich is not unheard of. Yeah. So. But nope. No. They let her go, and they do not at all believe that the magician had an accomplice or uh, an assistant. No. Which is really weird to me. Like. Everyone knows magicians have assistants. An assistant. There's someone. He could explain how that trick is done. Yeah. And probably did, I would assume. He's like, there's a person behind the curtain. Yeah. How else would I have done this? There has to be somebody else. But they're not. No. Listening to him at all. Not at all. They put him in handcuffs. Which he takes off. <laughs> Immediately flips out of. <laughs> I was like, ah, nice. It was kind of fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, enjoyed. Uh, we get a shot of um, Charlie realizing that Hobo's in his car. Uh, so when he pulls into wherever he is, he locks Hobo in the car. <laughs> I was really hoping that, because he looks in the rear view mirror and sees the Hobo, <laughs> yeah. just like the guy in um, Silent oh, Witness. Just crashes. I was hoping that he was going to hit the same woman's car again. <laughs> really? <laughs> again? What? <laughs> what are they? <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> that would have been amazing. Yep. Uh, but no, instead he locks Hobo in the car and he's going to go call those dog catchers because they're the only ones in town. The only ones. And Hobo, once the guy leaves, Hobo's like, really? Locks? Like, yeah. Psh, don't so, you know who I am? Right? Like, I can do pull doors. Yeah. Like, come That's on. Right. He unlocks the doors and gets out. I once killed a man. <laughs> right. You do not want to mess with me. Possibly too. <laughs> right. I'll drop a crowbar on your skull. You don't say anything. I have no qualms about that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then he goes into the house. And how does he get into the house? He goes through a basement window, which opens inwards. <laughs> Again, just needs to be pushed. Just that's it. What is with Toronto? Toronto in 1980. Nobody's locking their windows. Nobody, <laughs> no. like basement windows that open. Why? Exactly. Why? Like have no lock on them whatsoever. Nope. Like, uh, Just big enough for a dog. Just big enough for the ho- And with boxes conveniently stacked yes, so that he can get very down. convenient. <laughs> right? So Hobo is inside. Uh, and then we get... Um, Charlie talking to the guy who's going to, like, fence the diamond for him. His name's Sharky. Oh, is that his? Oh, yes, because he's the Bale's bond. His name is Sharky. And I just want to say, the living room's as you expect. Yeah. But whoever oh. owns the house <laughs> has a very impressive collection of 8-tracks. There's, like, 80 of them there. Wow. Yeah. All I right. couldn't see them because <laughs> the film quality is so poor. <laughs> so blurry. But I'm assuming they're, like, oh, they're good. They're good. It's got some good rock in there. Right? Yeah. Just hold on to those for a little while longer. Maybe they'll be worth Ew. a dollar. Yeah. <laughs> At some point. That's one medium that's not coming back. <laughs> never. Never. <laughs> so they're talking about this diamond. They're going to fence it on the Amsterdam market for a million or over a million. Yep. Elmer's like the perfect patsy. Uh, Charlie's going to Brazil. And then Hobo comes in and just swipes that diamond. Literally grabs it off the table and runs. <laughs> runs. We get that Pink Panther music again. Yep. Uh, the dog catchers have conveniently arrived. Yes. So now Hobo backtracks and makes the two groups collide into each other at the door. <laughs> um, <laughs> More time to run away. I like that the basement shots when he exits are oh, shot he, at night. Yes. And then it's immediately day when <laughs> I get out. Um, so yes, the, the dog catchers collide with... Uh, Charlie thieves. and the other guy. They yell at him. The dog makes a clean getaway. Yep. Did you catch where they are? Did you catch the, the house? Oh, no. So there's a sign, a hand-painted sign at the front of the house. Okay. And it, it says the exact address of the actual house. Oh, wow. And it is 36 Strathgoan Crescent, which is in North York, Toronto. <laughs> I was going to say, definitely somewhere in GTA. <laughs> I did some searching. Please tell me. I found it. All right. It is that house. Still. Still. It's impressive. I found a video on mm. Vimeo <laughs> from five years ago. I guess it was up for sale. Oh. It shows the inside of the house, which you can't really recognize because yeah. it's been 38 yeah. years. But it shows the outside, which is the house. Mm-hmm. And the coolest thing is that hand-painted sign is still there. Really? Yeah. It should be like a heritage mark or whatever. It's really cool. Like <laughs> somebody owns that house that they shot this little yeah. Tobo episode in. And it, they still have the hand-painted sign that shows up. I don't know. I, th- I thought it was really neat. That's cool. Yeah, that is neat. Yeah. Huh. Well, That's it. <laughs> we'll have to go visit the house someday. Get a photo with the sign. That's right. <laughs> Why are you guys on my lawn? <laughs> No reason. You guys, um, <laughs> you guys want to buy some eight tracks? <laughs> I got a whole bunch in the basement. I got a lot of them. <laughs> That's good. We'll just let ourselves into your basement. That's right. We'll just go through the window. <laughs> yeah. See you in there. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so the hobo gets away. Uh, and then we get a really abrupt scene change. The yeah. hobo now in a house. Time's changed, but they haven't shown that time has changed. No, not yeah. at all. Uh, we get a shot of a fish tank. And right. hobo very cleverly dropping the diamond in the fish Well, you tank. missed that it cuts first to Charlie in oh, his gray Cadillac. Yes. And he says, what did I tell you? <laughs> to which I respond, what did you tell I him? I say you didn't. Not, nothing. They're staking out Elmer's house. Yes. I guess oh, if that's the true. hobo yes. comes there. He knew somehow that the hobo would was go gonna return. back there. Yeah. He outwitted the hobo? Yeah, he's, he's a smart I guy. So, yeah. So, yeah, they chase the hobo into the house. And you're right. Hobo drops the diamond into an open aquarium. Yeah. Yeah. And the guys come in, and they start ransacking the house looking for this diamond. Yep. Uh, they look in drawers. I was going to say, they like we cut to the house being pretty destroyed, like, pictures askew, things open, have not once thought to look in the fish tank. That is, I mean, probably not the first place I would look, but like I'd look in the couch, I'd look on the floor, and then probably in the fish tank. a little glance. Yeah, it's got a chair conveniently right next to it so the hobo can get up there and drop (laughs) it. Like It's, yeah. Yeah. No, this is the one part where he was like- This is his one dumb part. You're a little dumb. Yeah. Uh So then we go to an office where Elmer is talking to the detective. Do you know how we know he's a detective? Because it says detective on the window behind him? He's sitting in some weird like bay window thing. And on each window is a letter spelling out detective. Detective. (laughs) Like what? He's not a private detective. He's a police officer. He's a police officer presumably on the municipal force. (laughs) Right? Like why is it say detective They all, every office has that. Of course. Secretary. Just filing outside, you know, accountant, <laughs> like commissioner. In case you have to assassinate somebody, right? <laughs> just get the right window. That's right. <laughs> it's so weird. And I'm pres- like, did they? Did the art department just like stick those up, or like, were was they it already there? Already there? I don't know. I have questions. <laughs> um, we find out that Sharky has posted bail for Elmer. Yes, and he's like a fence for the biggest crooks in town, so like super suspicious. Yeah, uh, to the officer. But he lets Elmer go. Yes. So Elmer starts walking home. Uh, and then all of a sudden, the guy shows up with a gun and, like, tells him to go in the house. Yep. And they threaten the hobo like he's a human. Yes. <laughs> They're like, you show us where the diamond is or oh. your friend here gets his head blown off. As if the dog <laughs> can understand this concept. It, I mean, it is a good thing that the dog does negotiate with terrorists. Yeah. Because if he didn't... <laughs> Then poor Elmer would lose his head. That's it. He's like, dead. It just blows my mind. They just instantly treat the dog like, like a is, person, right? Yep. Like he is another human being who understands this concept of like, you tell us what we want, or we kill your friend. Yep. And I mean, to the hobo's credit, he <laughs> he, he does pause the aquarium. They and, know, like they know he's special. And to Charlie's credit, he's like, I should have thought of that. He like, does. He, he does have a light bulb moment. Where he's like, I'm so stupid. Like, how did I not? Like, he's gonna think about that later on and be like, Fuck. Yeah. So he he rolls his sleeve up. He grabs the diamond out. Hobo leaves. I was gonna say they just, treat the hobo like a human until he leaves. In which case, they're just like, eh, get out of here. Let the dog go. What are you gonna do? Like, what's what's the dog capable of? What is the dog capable of? Because what happens next doesn't seem like something a dog could do. Not at all. I have so many questions. We didn't even get a shot of him setting this up because nope. there's no way it can happen. It's just not physically possible. So the Charlie and Sharky get in their car, drive off. 
until, oh no, their car gets yanked backwards. <laughs> violently. So violently, one of them gets knocked unconscious yes. because a chain has been attached to it from like a crane or like some sort of equipment. There's a tow truck there. Yeah. And Hobo has taken like a, a winch line, a tow line, <laughs> and like wrapped it around the back of the car and hooked it directly into the bumper. Yeah. So... And it's so violent. Yeah, one of them gets knocked unconscious, Sharky. Yeah. And Charlie is very dazed. Yeah. <laughs> like, wow. He exits the car with the diamond. <laughs> yeah. But he doesn't get very far. Uh, no, because the cops have arrived. Do, do, do. And for a second, I was like, did Hobo call them? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's capable of all these other things. Like, yeah. <laughs> why not give them a phone call? Uh, but no, the cop was looking for the gray Cadillac that Elmer had told him about. He'd realized something fishy was going on. He thought he'd go check out Elmer's place, saw the gray Cadillac, yep. started putting two and two together. And then, of course, the guy stumbles out with the diamond. Yes. Very he arrests him. So he, and he, he explains all this stuff to Elmer in his own home. <laughs> and when we cut away from the Cadillac and the police officer arresting, you know, arresting the thieves, when we cut to the shot of the detective and Elmer, they're sitting by the, the fish tank and the scene starts with Elmer standing up from behind the fish tank. Did you notice that? I wasn't really totally He pops it. up. He's just like... That's amazing. I'm like, why did you start the scene that way? What was he doing? <laughs> that questions. questions. Looking at the fish? I get, he was checking his fish. You don't put in a foreign object in your fish tank. But it's such a weird intro. Like That's he so like bizarre. steps up from the fish tank. Like hello, <laughs> hi. Yeah. I just had ready a gun to, start. to my head, and yeah. you know, I haven't gone through a traumatic day, but it's fine. Uh, so the cops explaining all this, and then we get a shot of Hobo. He's leaving. He's done his duty. Yes. He sees the dog catchers putting another like a little Yorkie or something. Yeah. Into the van. And I was like, oh, is he going to go and save the dog? No. No. <laughs> he just leaves him. Hope was like, glad it's you, not me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Takes off down the road. Do you think that's the Yorkie from like the Little Girl Lost episode? <laughs> oh, maybe. Like legitimately, I think that may be the same <laughs> could dog. actually, yes, definitely be the same dog. Yeah. 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 Uh, well, that's the episode. Hobo. He'll help his friends, but not, you know, not yep. a four-stranded dog. <laughs> and yes, that is Diamonds Are a Dog's Best Friend. What Wonderful. did you think? It was just fine. Just another standard hobo episode. Yeah, there's some w- weird shots in it. Like, yep. And I know we say that about a lot of other episodes, but mm-hmm. the fish tank thing is weird. There's a shot when Elmer's, uh, we didn't talk about it, but when he's performing to the crowd at the beginning, they do a cutaway shot of just uh, this guy <laughs> just laughing. with his mouth wide open, just laughing. Serial like, killer laugh. Like a grotesque. It was disturbing. That was that was weird. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. nah, it was fine. I mean, everyone in it was fine. I appreciated that our villain in this one wasn't an idiot. He's, I think he's the smartest one yet. He's definitely at the top of the list. He's got a plan. Mm-hmm. He's sticking to it. He only makes one mistake, and that's not finding the diamond yeah. necklace. And diamond. letting the dog go. And letting the dog go. But, I, you know, even that I could kind of. He's a dog. He's a dog. Like, <laughs> And he does say to Sharky when they're ransacking, Sharky's talking to the hobo. And he tells Sharky to, like, stop talking <laughs> to the dog and look. Yeah. Like, so he seems aware that, like, talking to the dog yeah. isn't going to help you. It doesn't make any sense. He's not going to give you anything. <laughs> no. No, it's a fine episode. Yep. Totally, totally fine. Uh, did you have a hobo harm scale? Zero, it's zero. I was going to say, yeah. Uh, it's been a while I, since we've had any dog abuse. I was going to say, I gave it a 0. 0.5 only because he did not want to be in the box. 
Oh yeah. <laughs> he did he was not a fan of being shut in that box. Eh, so is he? He's flying. Hobo fight. Uh okay, hobo fight. I have uh, Elmer the magician, yeah. Yeah. but in the scene from Army of Darkness. <laughs> <laughs> He'd know the words. He would know the words. <laughs> He'd be fine. But it would just be kind of fun. Yeah, that would be fun. I just want to see him go through that go through that creepy graveyard and <laughs> so get the ne- necronomicon like So you're going to add this to your list of movies that you splice together? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just add Elmer in there. No, we will out the magic word. Clatu, Barada, Nictu. Everything's cool. Uh, I like it. Yeah. Yes, I'm on board. I said uh, the dog catchers versus the inept head of security who let himself be drawn into a dog show or a magic show. Oh, yeah. So I was going to have those guys go at it. Okay, cool. Yeah. Pretty much the that's episode. That's it. All I was right. say I got well, nothing else. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> All right, well, <laughs> let's talk about the next episode then. Yeah. So the next episode is called Romeo and Julio. I wonder what this could be about. Because of their parents' objections... A young couple builds a robotic dog. That's not it at all. I wanted to get the mecha dog in. <laughs> One day. Um, Just add it into every synopsis. That's right. One day it'll Just... be right. <laughs> all right. Because of their parents' objections, a young couple's marriage plans appear doomed until Hobo comes to the rescue. Oh, so sweet. Yay. I know. It's really about, like, <laughs> lasers or something. <laughs> right. They're just like a side B plot, and it's yeah. really about like it's like global warming. <laughs> yeah. It's like a tidal wave, tsunami hitting hitting Toronto. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, okay. it's uh, the next one up. Yep. So I'm excited to see that. Cool. Wonder if it'll have as much death no. as the original or or, oh, the, or oh, last episode. Oh, you mean the original <laughs> Romeo and Juliet? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, what? <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> Yeah. We should stop now. Okay, yeah. I think I'm going a little loopy. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> until we meet again, hop on that train, fellow hobos, and we'll see you at the next stop. I've been Stefan. I think I've been Katie. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Take care out there. <laughs> Have fun. Bye.